What do you do with the inner child? How can you help the inner child to feel safe and ultimately to grow up? Hi, this is Dr. Friedman and you're watching Empowerment Solutions. The inner child. You may roll your eyes right now and think, oh my God, this is such a pop culture 70s thing. So yesterday. Well, the inner child is a really important part of our subconscious mind. And I find that working with the inner child is the key to overcoming anxiety, insecurity, and depression. So if you ever wondered if you have an inner child, well, when was the last time you acted in complete, unexpected and immature ways that make you scratch your head and wonder, where does that come from? You know, you're feeling really good about yourself, you're in your comfort zone or you're in the zone because at work everything is going well and with your relationship things are also progressing nicely. But then you're invited to a party where you don't know anyone. And all of a sudden you find yourself standing in the corner, blushing when someone strikes a conversation with you and trying to get out of it as soon as possible, just like you did when you were 12 years old at those birthday parties with the neighbor kids that always made you feel very shy. Or you are at home visiting your folks and after 48 hours, you're exactly like you were when you were a teenager either angry with your parents because they push your buttons or you're competing with your siblings or you're the pleaser, the peacemaker, the good girl or the good boy who just wants to make sure everyone is okay. Completely different than you are usually uh, in your life. Why is it that certain situations can just make us feel like we revert back into a smaller, younger version of ourself. Well, that's the inner child. You know, the inner child knocked at my door very loudly when both of my parents had passed. Shortly after my mom had passed, which was just a few months after my dad, I woke up in the middle of the night, cold sweats, panic attack, and I heard this inner voice telling me, oh my God, we are on our own now. We have no more safety net. We have no one was going to catch us when we are falling. Well, thank God I knew about my inner child, who is, by the way, called Pinipan, because I could never really pronounce my name correctly, Friedemann. So I always said Pinipan when I was little. So little Pinipan apparently was scared. And so by addressing this part of me from the adult place, within two minutes, all this anxiety and panic was gone and I was able to go back to sleep. That's how effective it can be to be able to connect to that inner child, that part of us that just needs a little attention. So think about when was the last time your inner child was triggered. It's very likely that this is when you were dealing with anxiety. See, the inner child is that early part of us, the early de developmental aspect who has pretty much in the first few years to figure out, so how do I get through life without getting harmed, abandoned, hopefully with a little love and attention? What do I need to do? 
What do I need to believe about myself? And how do I need to see the world around me? And if you really think about your belief system, especially those core limiting beliefs, they all come from your childhood. They all come from those early years. For me, it was always this conditional love. Only if I perform well, only if I achieve a lot, then I can get attention. For others, it's like, okay, let's be invisible. Let's not say anything. Let's not make any waves. That's a way to get through life. Others are the pleasers. They always hear in their mind, well, what does this person need? Don't be selfish. Don't ask for what you want. Do what they want from you. So there are many beliefs that come from the inner child that we wish we could outgrow and change, but somehow we can't. Because as soon as there is a trigger, there is this subconscious response, and we are literally feeling on autopilot, just acting the way we thought we left a long time behind us. The thing about the inner child is that it's very often related to survival, and with that to anxiety, insecurity, and trying to fit in or trying to belong. And so when the inner child pipes up with anxiety, usually it is exactly about that. What do I need to do to be safe? Now, what do you do when you have anxiety coming up or an insecurity? You don't feel good enough or you feel rejected. Well, most of us go to three options. Option number one, we get really frustrated and angry at ourselves. Ugh, why is that again here? Why do we feel this way? Why are we struggling again? Well, others don't, so why should we? Option number two, we try to distract ourselves. We don't want to listen to this. We turn on the radio, go on social media, call a friend, eat some ice cream, just to not have to deal. Option number three is that we go right into the feeling of anxiety and insecurity and basically buy into it. We are kind of, you know, just making it worse by finding all these other reasons why that initial feeling and this initial thought was correct. Now, if you think about the inner child, right, and you think about, well, there is this little part inside of me that just feels a little worried or scared and maybe unloved. If you ignore it, if you're mad at it, or if you say, oh my God, yes, you're right, this is a problem, none of those responses are very comforting. All of them feel like, oh, I don't know that this adult version is really trustworthy. And so the inner child just feels, again, on its own. Because it looks at you either as scary because you're angry, or as oblivious because you just don't want to deal, or as, as little as the inner child sees itself. And so it says, well, I know better because I have been doing this job of protecting ourselves for way longer. Let me take over. And then you find yourself in those responses, in the corner, not wanting to talk to people, or going into this overdrive of pleasing or shrinking really down into this quiet, invisible version of yourself. Now, how do you connect with the inner child? That's a million dollar question because many people feel, yes, the inner child is actually a part of me and I do feel 
there is a response that I cannot really manage. But so many people don't know how to reach the inner child. And so many people also feel, do I really want to reach the inner child? Because they are wondering, well, isn't that like another child to take care of? I already have my kids and my spouse. Oh my God, another one. Well, rest assured, the inner child does need very little attention to feel good. It's very different to the other children around you, adult or small ones, because the inner child knows that what it really wants is just to feel safe. And to feel safe, the inner child needs to feel hurt. And to feel hurt, it needs to feel someone actually cares and wants to connect to me. And this is where you start with the inner child. I always feel like it's a good idea to go into an inner visualization meditation process where you close your eyes and you simply think back at the house you grew up in. And then you imagine it's nighttime and you imagine it's one of those days where you as a child had struggled. Maybe your parents were fighting. Maybe you got in trouble in school. Maybe someone had bullied you. And you just think about the room that you slept in that night and you are visiting your inner child in that room. And you can visualize the inner child laying there, eyes wide open, not daring to move, head spinning, thoughts racing, just feeling really, really alone and very uneasy, maybe dreading already the next day. Look at this child and notice your feelings, because what you're going to really be aware of is whether you are embracing this child. You know, maybe you're going to feel really sorry. Oh, my God, I'm so sad that this had to happen. This loneliness, this anxiety, this feeling of not knowing what to do. Or maybe you feel turned off and you want to just run out of the room because you're feeling like, oh, I don't want to see this kid. This is annoying. This is so weak. That's pathetic. If that is your response, you need to take a little time to put yourself into this child's shoes. And as uncomfortable as it may feel, but it's really helpful to remember how small and maybe how powerless you felt at that time. You're not that person anymore, but there is obviously a wound inside of you that you try to avoid because you want to get away from it rather than trying to embrace that smaller part of you that just still is looking for help. So when you find it in yourself to be more empathetic and compassionate towards this part of you, you can actually sit down and look at this part and maybe even introduce yourself in your visualization. Hey, I'm here from the future, all the way coming back to you because I heard you still need help. You still feel alone. You still need some comfort, some reassurance, some guidance. I'm here for you. I'm listening. And then you can just let this part of you share what's going on. Maybe this part of you wants to talk about the past. All these mean people or all these unstable circumstances that you were dealing with. It's also possible that when you hear this part of you talking about the times it felt scared, 
mistreated, rejected, that the feeling that you get hearing this is exactly the same feeling that you still get in the same place in your body when you feel rejected, when you feel mistreated, when you feel maybe even betrayed or scared, which is another sign that there is an inner child, that there is a part of you that just has not really healed and grown up yet. So go to that part of you and just after you listened, really take a moment to imagine what you wish you would have heard from a loving, caring adult when you were in that position, when you were that little. So this may be just a simple, I'm so sorry. I know this is hard, but trust me, I'm here for you. You're no longer alone. I'm going to make sure that you're safe. This can help to explain maybe even more what happened. You know, the parents fighting that had nothing to do with you. That's them being two adults that are not getting along. Or you being bullied. I know this was hard, but you can feel good about yourself because you didn't become a bully yourself. You actually took the high road because you were preserving your goodness and your friendliness rather than trying to take the power from others. And remember, anyone who is bullying you is anyhow someone who probably feels rather small and powerless and hurt in their lives. Dig in and look for ways to make this part of you understand the past and feel less confused and less stuck in it. And then ask this part of you if it would like to come with you into the present moment, because now you realize it has been really trapped in those past events. And you want to show this part of you that life has changed, that you grew up, that you are able to take care of yourself and that you are able also to keep this part of you safe. So you bring this part once you have an agreement into the present moment create a little room in your heart that is beautiful and warm and cozy and maybe there are some stuffed animals or some favorite pets in there. It's all about feeling connected. See, that is the beauty about working with the inner child because when you're really opening your heart to this part of you, you're not only working directly with the core of your anxiety, which is in the end, the subconscious, the most vulnerable part of our subconscious, and that is the inner child, you're also switching positions from feeling afraid of your own insecurities or anxieties to, oh, I want to take care. I want to be there. I want to comfort. I'm bigger than this anxiety because this is a child. I'm seeing the world differently than those limiting beliefs because I know I am in my own creator place. I'm creating my own rules, my own reality, my own beliefs. And sometimes we do need help, and I'm happy to help you with this. But in general, you can probably say with confidence, you're no longer a child and you have outgrown certain dependencies and certain senses of I don't know answers because you have been around the block. So once this child is in your heart, 
the daily work starts with paying attention because this part of you may send you little messages. It doesn't have to be full-blown panic attacks. Usually they're just thoughts, random, but anxiety-triggering thoughts that I love to put into questions. So for example, oh, my boss didn't like you or didn't like me. You know, the, you can see the inner child either going into us when it talks or you or me version. So you can see or listen to all of those possibilities. But the inner child doesn't only comment on what happened in the past. The inner child also sees everything now as a potential uh, threat to evaluate for, okay, do we need to go into rescue mode and uh, hide mode or so, or not? And so when you hear, let's say, the comment on the boss that didn't like you or didn't like your work, turn this into a question. Did the boss not like what you were doing? And then you can say, well, I don't know what the boss was liking or not, but what I know is I am proud of what I was doing. And I can ask them, what do you think? Was there anything that could be, you know, better or improved? I can take steps. I'm not going into assumption mode. I know that I go into self-confidence mode because I put a lot of work into it, but I'm also very open to learn from feedback and hear what they have to say. Or maybe there is this something bad will happen. I know the shoe gonna drop, which is very common for a child that grew up in unstable uh, circumstances. And so no matter how good life is, there's always this worry. And so again, turn this little comment, this little message from the child that you hear into a question. Will something bad happen? And then you can respond. Right now, we are okay. There have been many times before where things happen and I always found a way to deal with those things. I keep us safe because I have the strength and the ability to do that and to deal with whatever comes our way. Or as a third example, could be something that says, uh, I always will be alone. But again, turn it into a question because when you hear a question, you automatically are in the place of giving an answer. Will I always be alone? That is often when you grew up feeling lonely, feeling neglected, feeling that no one really cares. And then you can also say, no, we are not alone because we have each other. Yes, you and your inner child, you have each other. And you can say that you are someone who has so much to offer that you have a big heart, that you have so much caring and kindness, and whoever chooses to be with you or with us is lucky to have you in their lives. The point of this reassurance process is not that you're batting or debating every negative thought that comes up, because that can be a lot of work, and sometimes it can be also frustrating. The point is that you do this two or three times a day. And you will notice that those thoughts often have repeated themselves anyhow, because the concerns are pretty much the same. They don't necessarily change. But when you're seeing them as questions that require or ask for some kind of comfort or reassurance, 
you can step into the role of the caring, loving adult, and you can give those answers. You can provide this reassurance and automatically make this part of you heard and support it. The importance is to not do this just in your head, but really come from the heart. Visualizing a child, imagining maybe one that is inside of you. You can also simply take a photo out from your photo album and carry it with you and know every time you feel a little anxious or insecure or hopeless, this is a part of you that you talk to. I had a client who told me that the best way for her is not to visualize, but to just hear the voice, like the voice of a child. And so she just responds to this voice because when she hears, hears a child having a problem, she always is right there to support that child. Whatever works for you best, pour love, compassion, and caring energy into this process. And what you will notice is that within a few weeks, this voice will be so much less prominent and you will have 70 to 80% less negative self-talk. And you will feel overall just more grounded and, and centered within. See, the inner child is a part of you, especially when it's an anxious child that always felt unsafe, that has been looking outside of you all the time, scanning around, wondering what this person is thinking, wondering why these people are upset and really didn't feel comfortable and safe within. So when you are turning it around and you're giving this inner child the sense of, don't worry about it, you can just be safe and calm inside. I got this all outside world managed. It's no longer your job. There's a huge relief that happens. There's no longer survival thinking. There's no longer this worry about having to always be vigilantly on guard of you know what's happening around there's just more freedom more space and at the beginning it will feel like wow weight lifted space opening up and with that there are new possibilities because the work with the inner child doesn't stop with simply giving the inner child you know sense of everything is fine, everything is good. The work with the inner child is also realizing that maybe the inner child had been missing out. You know, have you ever thought about how many times you were not allowed to do certain things? I have clients that are incredibly artistic. They could be really amazing actors or comedians, but when they did little skits, no one was laughing or they were actually making fun of them. And so they shut that down. Or others that were just really amazing artists and wanted to paint, but once they were coloring outside the line, maybe even on the table, they got a slap. And then they also stopped doing this. We have to really ask ourselves, are there some hidden gifts and treasures maybe really important little genius aspects of ourselves that have been suppressed in the inner child. Are we really living up to our potential or have we been not allowed to completely express who we are? And that is the next step with the work with the inner child to really go and 
and wonder what was I before I had this anxiety and insecurity and all these doubts about myself. What did I love? What was I curious about? How did I love to play? That is a work with the inner child that then makes the inner child almost like a guide for greater fulfillment and greater joy and purpose. A client of mine told me that once she felt the inner child trusted her, that she found herself all of a sudden in a playground on a swing. And she could spend half an hour on that swing, just gently going back and forth. And she was in greater bliss doing that than on her two-week vacation in Italy, because it was just really all-encompassing joy. It was something that all of a sudden she had permission to do some playtime that she didn't really have with her stern parents before. Maybe you want to buy ice cream. So don't go into the diet idea. Just give yourself some ice cream and really enjoy it just like a child would enjoy it. Maybe you want to watch cartoons or maybe you want to reconnect with a childhood friend. Whatever the inner child is expressing and asking for, try to make some room in your life for that. Because then the inner child will not only feel safe, but the inner child will also feel that it's safe to outgrow those old ways of being and to finally grow into that version that we are born with to be expand, express, and share ourselves with the world. Isn't that what we are ultimately here for? Isn't that what we ultimately want? And to do that, you really want to connect to the inner child. See, a lot of people say, well, I want to change my life. I want to have a new career, better relationship. Maybe I should move somewhere because there is this void inside, this I don't know why I'm not happy. I have everything, feels all good. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not happy. Well, maybe you're not happy because you're not really living your true self. So check in with this inner child. See what's missing. See what unfulfilled desires are inside of you. And then try to live them. You don't have to do this 24-7. You don't have to go back and you know, be eight hours in the kindergarten. But you have to realize that the child is what's inside of us, the most true and the most innocent, but also the most pure version of ourselves. Most of us are not living up to that potential. And maybe that is what Einstein meant when he said that we only access really 10% of our potential. I believe Maybe not the 90%, but a very high percentage is in our inner child. And once you make this inner child feel safe, and then you give it room to express itself, you're going to see how your life is changing to the better. <laughs>